Yakshamash. My name is Borat. I journalist for Kazakhstan. My government sent me to USA to make a movie film. Please, you look. She is your wife? No, nope, that's my wife. In my country, they would go crazy. Oh my. Uh, for these two, not so much. Hi, welcome. Very special. You have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. Devin. And uh, so Ryan's not here this week. Mm -hmm. uh, when we said we were going to do this movie, Ryan's like, no. So we have a special guest with us today. Uh, today, joining us for the first time on the show is friend of the show and brother to me, my brother Noah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks very, for being here. Very, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> so the reason we're having Noah here is Noah is 10 years almost to like by, to a week younger than me. Wow. So he was five years old when Borat came out. So he had no idea what he was getting into with this movie. And so now we're going to talk about it and answer all of his questions. Uh so Borat it was a cultural phenomenon in 2006, 2007, um, to the point where everyone was doing the Borat. Very nice. My life. Like, you still get that sometimes. It just became part of pop culture. Um, and I remember seeing it for the first time on DVD. I think I rented it from Blockbuster because I know my parents did not buy this movie. <laughs> I feel like I was able to trick them into renting it for me. And that was it. That was enough. <laughs> that was enough. Um, Devin, when was the first time you saw Borat? I think I saw it in theaters and I don't know how or why. Hold on. <coughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. I don't know how or why I was able to see it in theaters, but I think like my dad took me or something. But like, you're right. This was like a cultural phenomenon when it came out. And I remember like, I was, I think, 16 or 17 when the movie came out. And, like, this hit it, like, almost just the right age where, like, this became my movie for a while. It was insane. Yeah, I was 15 when this movie came out. Yeah. So this was, like, this movie was made for us. It was. And I don't think I got half of the jokes that were in this no. uh, at the time. Watching it in 2020, though. Wow. Oh, man, it hits real weird in, in 2020. In the words of Borat, wow. Wow. <laughs> um, so, Noah. As a, since you're still a teenager today, today, um, tomorrow's another question. Uh, <laughs> what is your exposure to Borat been before sitting down to watch it? Um, the only exposure I really had was your videos in high school oh, okay. and, and I did not <laughs> understand why it was funny. I, all I knew is you were doing a funny voice and you put your thumbs up quite a lot. <laughs> So. Okay, so I think we have to explain. We this. have to explain yeah. this. So somehow in high school, I remember the, the the night that this happened. Somehow I became the spokesman for the high school <laughs> musical the year we Sorry did. Um, Once upon a mattress. Oh, it because was we, that, wasn't it? We were all standing around trying to think of an idea for a commercial, mm. and I had figured out how to do a Borat voice. And the director of the musical was just like, "Yes, that's the commercial." So I was Borat learning about Big Spring High School, <laughs> and it became a bit that I did at least three times. And I remember this because this was my senior year, right? Yes. Once this was upon your a, yeah, year. this was my senior. So I remember like these commercials coming on. Yeah. So it was like Borat getting the backstage tour and talking to the actors about the musical and just doing. I did really stupid stuff. <laughs> I. 
I kind of want to pause the show and go back and look at them uh, with with you guys. Do you have them? They're on YouTube. They're on YouTube. They're still on YouTube. All right, um, everyone needs to go find them. How do yeah. we find them? Um, oh, they're on my old YouTube channel. <laughs> um, the one that I just abandoned is like new. Uh, if you search Big Spring High, High School Musical 2008, it's probably there. Good. And eh, maybe I'll put the link in the in the I think you should at least one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um the but I did it again the next year for two things. I forget what the I think I did it once for the fall play and we ended up with a lightsaber battle. It became like a duel between me and the theater teacher. Oh, weird. Yeah, so we were like lightsaber battling for one. <laughs> but I remember when we did Seussical, I sat down and interviewed one of the English teachers about Dr. Seuss and just did it Pretended I knew nothing about Dr. Seuss and she had to sit down and explain to me. It was Mrs. Davis. Who was it? Mrs. Davis. Oh, I love Mrs. Davis. Um, that was probably great. And that was like one of the funniest bits. Like her reacting to me as Borat was oh, yeah. fantastic. Um, watching the movie now, I don't know how I got away with that in high school. No. I mean, I mean that was that was my biggest question whenever we first started the movie. Yeah. So we watched this movie together and he had me pause the movie and ask me, how did you get away with this? <laughs> I got away with a lot in high school. I think the teachers liked me. They had to have. <laughs> because not only did I do Borat, but I was in the school news. And one day I was anchoring because you would rotate positions just yeah. to get a feel for everything. This is my third time taking the class. Not because I failed. Hmm. It's because I liked that class. And that's what I do for a living now. But I was anchoring the one day. I was like, I gave a, a video to the guy running the board. I was like, play this at the end. And we wrapped up the new show. And in full Family Guy style, I just say, that's not all. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Conway Twitty. And just played a full Kanye, Kanye, Conway Twitty. Con, Kanye, Kanye Twitty. Twitty. Yeah. <laughs> Conway Twitty video. Yeah. And pissed off the whole Spanish department. Why was the Spanish department mad? Because at that point, all the teachers had to show the news for the whole time. Oh. And this was a four minute. <laughs> and I don't know how I got away with it. I'm not mad and about like, that. In hindsight, it was like the nastiest Conway Twitty song. <laughs> um, but it was like, I was just like everything I did. I kind of stole from Seth MacFarlane and Sasha Barrett Cohen. I mean, that could people to steal from, honestly. So, so that brings up something that Noah asked me at the beginning of this movie. Do you know Sasha Baron Cohen? I do not. You would if you saw him in other things. You know the Madagascar movies? Not because you're young and only know Madagascar type <laughs> movies. King Julian. Yes, I know King Julian. Sasha Baron Cohen. Really? Really. Um, he was also, did you ever see Talladega Nights with with uh will ferrell i have not oh that was him though wasn't it he was the yeah. uh the the rival the french rival yeah was he i think he was french yeah yeah because they do a really cool rendition of paint it black but in french in that movie and i like that so i'm trying to think of the timeline of things uh was <clears throat> madagascar before or after borat uh it was before. I think before, yeah. 2005. So okay. Borat came out of a show called The Ali G Show on HBO. It was a comedy show where he would do different characters. He mm -hmm. did Ali G. He did Borat. I think Bruno I came I think Bruno out of came there. from there, yeah. Um, and if you enjoyed Borat. I, I think I have seen Bruno before, but it's been oh, a wow. very, very, very long time. Yes. Um, we, Devin and I have a pact where we don't talk we about We don't talk Bruno. about yeah. Bruno. Uh, <laughs> But uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's been in a lot of things. Um, he was in Sweeney Todd. He was in Les Mis. A lot of musical adaptations, which is weird. Yeah, he really is, though. Um, 
Anchorman 2. I mean, he also did like The Dictator, right? The Dictator. And, he yeah. was supposed to be Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody early on. Was he? Yeah, like years ago, like a few years after Borat, I think. Wow. He looks like him. He would have been good. Yeah, he probably would have done the singing too. Yeah. Ryan's here, not here, so I can. I can <laughs> you can make those comments. I can make those comments a little bit. <laughs> um, so yeah, if, he's been a, a lot of things. Um, he cameos in some stuff. I think mm-hmm. he's hosted SNL. Probably, I'm um, sure he has. But yeah, so he he Borat pretty much made him a household name. A lot of things happened for him afterwards, but he straight out said he couldn't do a Borat sequel because the stick the stick of Borat is no one knows what's going on. He's in on the joke. Nobody else is. Mm-hmm. So every bit that you saw where he was interacting with people, learning about etiquette dinners, that was all improvised. The stuff where you saw him in the ice cream truck with his producer and the bear, that was scripted. Like they had an outline of what was going on, mm-hmm. but the interactions he has with people are all improvised see see that that blows my mind because how do you not get arrested for half i heard he did get arrested though Yeah, you did some research on this i did yeah so he did get arrested for it and apparently he was borat the entire time he was arrested he didn't break character was like guys i'm sasha barico and i'm doing a movie he just let himself get arrested uh, and then they paid his bail and then that (laughs) one scene where they're in the um in the hotel and he has his pants almost down by his ankles and the hotel staff's really weird about it. The FBI was a floor down for him because while he was filming this movie, the FBI kept getting calls that there was a terrorist driving around the country in an ice cream truck. (laughs) 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 So most of it, he was in character. I heard he was in character the entirety of the day. So he'd wake up, be in character and he probably broke character when he like was about to go to sleep. But mostly he was Borat for this whole filming process, which is amazing. That's really intense. I, respect him so much for that yeah it's insane because then he did the press as borat i didn't know that part he's doing it now oh is he, he was on kimmel last night for as the sequel, borat for the for the sequel that's so fun yeah. uh, he's he showed up on david dobrik's uh tiktok feed today oh weird yeah which is like a, the weirdest place i wasn't expecting to see borat but Not he has it. his own tiktok which is oddly fascinating I mean, is that's, it that's the you can't get more 2020 than yeah. Borat having a tiktok it's true though <laughs> i mean having a tiktok and having coronavirus i think would be peak 2020 i think that's peak 2020 um, yeah you haven't lived yeah. <laughs> lived um so noah how did you feel about this film uh it's it's honestly kind of a shock to see the change in what humor is because I mean, some of the jokes absolutely, absolutely would not fly in today's world. I mean, like, I mean, when you you get to the part where he meets a African American man and then he <laughs> calls him a certain name, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I mean, in today's world, that would just that would not not fly. <laughs> yeah, two thousand six was a different time. You know, I was thinking about that when the, I was watching the movie because there was a lot of jokes. Where I was like, oh, why is he doing that? And, like, I was struggling as whether or not the jokes were okay. Like, were they to the point where they make me uncomfortable and they're not okay for me to laugh at anymore? Or is he holding a candle up to people or holding a light up to people that are acting that way or then act that way and saying, look at how bad and how shitty this is? Like, the part that got me was when he went into the gun store 
to buy a gun specifically to kill a Jew. Uh, and the guy behind the counter just rolled with it. Like, I can't tell if that scene should make me feel uncomfortable or if he's just like, look at how terrible these people are. I mean, it, it honestly <clears throat> did open my eyes to like how ridiculous some of these people are. I mean, like you, it's just, I mean, the guy at the rodeo before he goes the guy out at the rodeo, sings, like you, people say a lot of things that they, like, I don't think people really took them as seriously in no. 2006 because it was a movie and you think a lot of it's scripted. I don't think a lot of this is scripted living in the world we live in today. Like I think there are people out there who have this mindset mm -hmm. of the, in the reactions that you get from these, from his interviews. Like, yeah. I mean, I, so after the movie, I was really curious and I was like, well, what, how much of this is actually scripted and how much isn't? And basically, if you follow the lawsuits, you can tell what's scripted and what isn't scripted in this movie. Uh, the only scene that seems so like the prostitute that he gets, that's an actress. Um, yeah. The uh, like the whole rodeo thing, that's totally unscripted. Um, like all of the dinner party was unscripted. They filed lawsuits. The only thing that seems like it should be spontaneous but might not be, and I don't know this, is the three, like, frat brothers in the camper van. I know that <clears throat> they tried to sue. I've heard they tried to sue. Because they came out looking really bad. I know the University <sighs> of South Carolina was upset about it. What were they? I, I know there was some controversy there. Like, people okay. were – they weren't happy with the way they were presented in this movie. Because they were a bunch of assholes, right? But and they were though. I think everyone he interacts in, with in this movie is kind of an asshole. I mean, that's totally uh, right. Though. And it, what, what's fascinating about it is he's coming at it knowing, like, just seeing what people will do to this character who's so out of his element, mm -hmm. and it exposes a side of people that you don't usually see. Yeah. And it it's fascinating to see because he knows what he's doing. Like he he's improvising, but he he knows he's done this long enough that he knows what to do and what to say. Like he's in character. He's he is Borat. Um, and it's very nice. Well, and that's why I think he, I like Bruno as a sequel to Borat because he does that, but then just takes it a step farther. Like with this one, it's OK. How are people going to react around who they perceive as a foreigner? The next one is how are they going to react around somebody and especially these people that claim like, oh, well, we're welcoming to everybody around somebody who is hyper flamboyant. And it does, a, I think, a better job even in Bruno of exposing people's hypocrisies. And I think that's really brilliant, even though I still think Borat's a better movie. Like if I were to sit down and compare. Yeah. Um, I mean, the way the way I, mean, I was just thinking about it and the way you guys are talking about it. I mean, this movie was kind of the social experiment before social experiments were a thing. Like you see on, every day on YouTube or Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, and it, it kind of was because, I mean, that the shock value of like, oh my gosh, she's doing this to real people. Like, I don't think I've seen that really in other movies before. I know like Jackass the movie did it, but they were like pranking each other and they were all in on the joke. But like this one was like kind of real and kind of like raw reaction. And I really enjoy that about it. And I then think. I think Johnny Knoxville kind of stole the. The for Dirty pit. Grandpa. Dirty Grandpa, yeah. yeah. Um, but he did this. Sasha Baron Cohen did the same thing with Bruno. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, including Rupert Murdoch, wanted a sequel to Borat. And he yeah. refused for the longest time because you can't go out as Borat and not have people not be part, like, not know what's going on. 
Everyone yeah. knows Borat because it blew up so much. Um, well, isn't that part of the plot? Like, isn't part of the plot of Borat that he can't be Borat? Or of the sequel? Oh, the sequel? Yeah, he has to wear disguises. Yeah. Um, so it, it's interesting that it took uh, 14 years <laughs> right. to get to this point. Um, but I think at this point you would get some people that either, like, forgot that Borat was even a thing or, like, people that – you know, just don't know Borat, like don't know him very well, at least. So before we get any further, this movie was nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> wow. For best writing for adapted screenplay because Borat was a character from Ali G show. Right. It's adapted. So it, it was nominated for that. It won the Golden Glo- Globe for best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy. Yeah, I see that. Uh, it was the nominee for best musical or there uh or best comedy or musical at the golden globes and it won a bunch of like other smaller awards but the fact that this is oscar nominated is insane to me yeah well i think it just tells you like how big of a cultural touchstone it was because like i feel like borat 2 is not going to get an oscar nod next year like i don't know i i think it's it's interesting how much this blew up and how big of a, a movie it was yeah I mean, the other thing you have to think about is in 2006, like they didn't have the internet. I mean, like, I mean, you had the internet, but it wasn't like you didn't have social media and you didn't see like all these shocking things all the time. Yeah. So you sit down in a movie theater and you watch a movie that's this shocking to you. I mean, it's going to spread like wildfire. Oh, yeah. And it was all over the news, like, too. Like, Borat was like a huge news story. Yeah. Because not only did you have the movie being such a success, but you also had the lawsuits that came from it. Yep. And people were reacting to like actually being in it. So that leads me to the next point. My next question um, is what was the budget for this movie? And Oof. how much of it went to the lawsuits? <laughs> Probably a lot. <laughs> let me let me find out for you. Because I mean, I think like I know what Alan said. I've heard that the the frat bro like frat bros file a lawsuit. I think the people at the dinner party follow the lawsuit. I think I know one of the music tracks like was like they didn't take use permission or didn't get enough permission to use the music track. So like they follow the lawsuit like there was a bunch. Well, they had Fox pick Fox um, 20th Century Fox behind this movie like they oh, okay. they, they at least distributed it. Mm-hmm. So they had money behind them. At least in post. Like, I don't know if they, they went into it with like a low budget and then got picked up by Fox and mm-hmm. distributed that way or, or not. But does this make Borat a Disney princess? Um, I don't see why not. Yes. <laughs> all um, right. I wonder if Disney, Bob Iger was just like, we're going to take all of Fox, <laughs> give us, give us the Simpsons, give us Die Hard. Keep Borat. Keep Borat. <laughs> we don't want it. You don't want you don't want Borat and his thong walking around Disneyland. <laughs> uh, but to answer your question, the budget for this film was an estimated eighteen million dollars. Wow. On its opening weekend in the U.S., it made twenty six million. Wow, that's worldwide gross for this movie was two hundred and sixty two million dollars. That's a lot. That's amazing. Yeah. And in the U.S. In USNA, it made $128 million. Really, I'm not surprised. Yeah. And that's in 2006 numbers. So if you uh, wanted to do the math and figure out what that is in 2020, go right ahead. Uh, <laughs> Let us know in the comments. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think they actually talk about the lawsuits that much in public because I think mm-hmm. a lot of the deals they make with them are 
like non-disclosure. Like you can't talk about them. Right. So I'm sure we'll hear about more from certain people from the sequel. I, oh, I'm sure we'll hear about uh, more. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I heard a little bit. I think the same thing you've heard about the sequel and it's going to get spicy. Oh, yeah. Um, very spicy. <laughs> any other? Do you have any other questions about Borat? Yeah, us old people are here to answer all your questions. Back in my day. <laughs> Back in 2006. Back when Bush was president. The second one. <laughs> Ouch. I'm, I'm not sure. So here's the thing. Was there any part of this that you genuinely don't think aged well? Like, because you, you brought up that, like, you, you don't think you could get away with some of that. And comedy is the easiest genre. To- the racial and the Jew jokes were a bit, like, a bit far for, like, like my sense of humor in this time. Yeah. I mean, in the way that they were portrayed in the movie. But, I mean, the, like, my, my mind just automatically goes, I mean, like, it doesn't personally offend me because, like, I, I don't get offended. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a Karen. But, <laughs> to, be, to be fair, but my mind just goes to the idea of cancel culture in 2020. And I just, I feel like if, if you would erase Borat from history and release that movie today, mm-hmm. whoever produced that movie, whoever was starring in that movie would just, they would get canceled. I like, I just, I can feel the, the trending on Twitter. <laughs> it makes already. me curious how the sequel is going to go this weekend. Yeah. Cause I really don't know what the general public's reaction to this is going to be. I mean, I've been reading like reviews about it and BBC loves it. BBC Mm -hmm. says it's like refreshing and very poignant for now, like our current time period, which I like. Which he's very smart about doing Mm because this was very 2006. Yeah. Like the whole thing at the rodeo where he's talking about, I I support your war on terror. I support. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's what 2006 was like. That was. Yeah. Like we were still kind of new in Iraq and. Well, and I mean, in some ways, I think this this new one's going to be a little bit of a, a, a time and place thing, too, because he talks about the virus and some of the. That's what that's what amazes me the most about the sequel is mm-hmm. that he filmed this pretty much all this year and wow. it's coming out in October. I wonder how much they have to do, really, though. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like technology has changed a lot since 2006, where yeah. it'd be a lot easier to edit this. I know something that he did. That's not what you and I were talking about before. Uh huh. Um, because it made the news. It made the news that Sasha Baron was doing a thing, and no one knew what it was for. Really? Like he got kicked out of a place. Oh wow! And, and is it, is it going to be in the movie? Yeah, I think so. Well, I think we it has to, to be. It yeah, okay. we'll have to talk about it af- after the show. Yeah. Um, but he made one of his disguises was at a um, certain rally. Oh and, no! Um, yeah. <laughs> And it like made the news for real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause I remember, I, I, remember the, I listened to a, the, the Ralph report yeah. daily and they do entertainment news and it, it made the news like, yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen got kicked out of this thing and oh. no one knows what he's filming. It's probably another one of his showtime specials. Cause he did one. He did a show about two years ago where he interviewed people in politics. Oh wow. It was called hidden America or something like that. Oh, is that him? Yeah. Uh, and he did different characters for each interview. Um, so they thought it was something like that for showtime. It turned out to be the Borat sequel. Oh, man. So he was still able to do it in secret. Yeah. And not let people know. Um, Weird. So I'm really interested to see that. Like just from a production aspect, I really want to see this movie. 
Yeah. Because even watching it now, like watching the old one, like you can see some of the spots like on the train, you can see the director there with a the hidden camera filming him with the chicken. Yep. So. I mean, overall, my perception of this movie, I mean, like I enjoyed it. Like, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed it. I just like, I just, I, I feel like my jaw was dropped the entire time I was watching the film. Yeah. It was really funny to watch it, you watch yeah, this. Yeah, it really was. I mean, it's just like some of <laughs> the the comedy is just a different different level that I, you don't see today and it's yeah you don't you don't get that much anymore like you can probably get jokes like that from like very close friends every once in a while but like non-stop for an hour and a half in a movie mm-hmm. you don't get that but it's it's tough to tell those kinds of jokes like the the kind of off color kind of blue jokes sometimes and know that it's coming from a good place like I've never once watched this movie and thought, "Wow, Sasha Baron Cohen, what an asshole!" Like I've always thought, "Wow, Sasha Baron Cohen is, you know, showing people how much of a jerk they really are," and I, I think that almost might be the difference. Like I think that if we come at it like that, I think we could end up making a movie like that today. It's like those people that are like, "Yeah, we well, could never make a Mel Brooks movie in 2020, man." You could because Mel Brooks approached it differently. Like just because he, you know said the n-word in a movie doesn't mean that it's inherently bad it's why he was doing it It was the intent behind it and that's something that i think it's lost a lot sometimes i'm i feel like that that line though like in 2006 that line was a lot wider to walk on and you skip to 2020 and there's there's a that that line is very 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 pencil thin it's kind of a lot thinner yeah Yeah. well you talk about the mel brooks thing like they're i told you they're readapting blazing saddles right it's kung fu something right blazing samurai blazing samurai like cats and dogs as samurai and i wonder how that's going to turn out because well mel brooks is in it <laughs> so it's going to be really interesting to see yeah. have you seen any mel brooks movies i don't believe i have oh wow have you seen the producers i i have seen the producers okay. i'm your brother yes that's fair what about uh, uh, he, he wrote the producers the original movie and then mm-hmm. he worked on the show, the musical too okay so and he's like what he's Mel Brooks, unfortunately, is what a lot of people that have really bad senses of humor hold up as like, I'm just doing what Mel Brooks did, man. He was edgy and I'm edgy. And like, that's not his point. Like, and it's that I hate that excuse that people there's use. There's edgy to be edgy and then there's edgy to prove a point. And exactly. And you can't, the point can't be, look at me, be edgy, look at you. There's square. a difference between Borat and movie 43. <laughs> oh, there is though. <laughs> Movie 43 is a film that we did on the podcast a few months ago where it's just a bunch of all-star celebrities. Hugh Jackman, Chris Pratt. Um, I don't know why my next one was Dennis Quaid, but Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Dennis Quaid. Uh, just doing different sketches and they're out there. Like Hugh Jackman has balls on his chin <laughs> and it's just the most ridiculous stuff. And it's horrible. Oh, it's awful. Emma Stone's in it. Yeah. Um, it's bad. Like, and it's raunchy just to be raunchy. It doesn't have a point. Like, it's not like trying to prove something like Borat. Was. And it's literally just a bunch of sketches back to back. Whereas this is like raunchy to prove a point. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really know what the point, what they're trying to say with the naked fight. But yeah, well, <laughs> okay. Here's something that I think the movie does well that I it almost blows my mind. Some of the most ignorant stuff in the movie does come out of Borat's mouth, but he's such a likable character. And I, it blows my mind to be able to write a character like that. Like, was there ever a point in the movie where for either of you, like Borat just crossed the line? You're like, I don't like him now. I'm not on team Borat. See, it, it blows my mind because 
that never happened for me. Like, right. I mean, like some of the, like the jokes, like, and like the way they were talking, like, like in my mind, but like, I, like, I just like, I, I, like, I felt like I needed to dislike him, but mm-hmm. I, you just, you just couldn't. And that's, I, yeah. I feel like that's why he was nominated for an Oscar and yeah. Uh, and stuff like that. For me, I, I really don't think so. I think he is just such a like likable character because it's the way he approaches it. Mm-hmm. It's the, I'm going to play dumb as long as I can the whole time and just make you look like the idiot. But there's this like underlying sincerity in yeah. the way that he approaches he, each situation. It's the, it's the, I'm a fish out of water. I don't know what I'm saying. Right. Even though I know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Like it's, there's so many levels to it. Like, I it, mean, even, it's a, yeah. even in the scene uh, where they're having the dinner with everybody, the the woman, is, um, the woman to the right, the, the redheaded woman, uh, mm-hmm. she's, she even says like uh, something along the lines of like, he, he, he has a good heart and like he he means well and i feel like we can americanize him and <laughs> i mean Woof. yeah <laughs> but, it's it's like jor-el and superman he, they're they're good people kal-el they just only lack the light to show them the way uh, <laughs> um well and he almost okay so admittedly he almost lost me once okay uh and that was at the the feminist okay panel uh so the guys that he came there under was he said that they were going to be filming a documentary about women's rights around the world. And then <laughs> Borat shows up and like, I mean, I, I just, that was the part that almost made me like lose the movie and was like, yeah. Oh, this aged poorly. Cause like, I just, Oh, he like, especially when he was like, all right, baby, give me a smile. I was like, Oh no. Oh. And like the one lady walked out, which she rightfully had to do. But like at that point, I almost lost him as a character. Cause that was, yeah, that was too much. That for was rough. But yeah. at the same time, you're looking at it from a character from this third world country uh-huh. and like, like they set up, they do a really good job of world building the right. Kazakhstan that he comes from, even though it's not the real Kazakhstan. Nope. <laughs> um, so in reaction to Borat, the government of Kazakhstan, like tried to get in front of it. Like they had their ambassador come over to the embassy in DC. Sasha Barakon found out about it. And like an hour before their press conference, he held held a press conference <laughs> as Borat. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I didn't know about this. Yeah. What, what happened? Uh it didn't go well for Kazakhstan. <laughs> <laughs> so he he's pretty much the ultimate troll. I mean, he sounds like it. He was he was the internet trolls before the internet trolls. Only in real life. Which is way harder. IRL, as you could say. (laughs) (laughs) I had a friend who moved to Kazakhstan like after 2006. And like the entire last month we knew her after she announced she's moved to Kazakhstan. All we did was talk to her like Borat. And I feel so bad. Terrible. (laughs) It was so bad. Speaking of talking like Borat, I've done my impression a few times. Uh, I want to hear your guys' Borat impressions. Everyone can do one. Oh, well, it's especially because our age, everyone did one. Yeah. Like if unless, you know, if it was like in class to be funny or if you were like me, who is just like, I don't know, I'd be in my, I still do it in my house. Very nice. I like. And I just happens i can't say the words my wife without wanting to go my wife <laughs> right so let, let's know oh this is too much pressure i mean i i'm i'm a, i'm 2001 baby this is, <laughs> this is just give it a shot all right i make sexy time with my mother-in-law <laughs> not <laughs> oh i love it um so hold on i have i want to bring that up who the hell sorry for the language in 2006 is teaching not jokes 
Like there's still <laughs> comedy. Stop, Stop it, guy. I don't know. Like, I think even at the time, I was like, who does a not joke now? I mean, I mean. Everyone. Do you expect. <laughs> not. Oh, do, you, do you expect Borat to go to a good comedy teacher? As I mean, that's also. Uh, you you got to think about that. That's true. I mean, that guy of everyone did catch him doing a, doing a bit. Like, apparently the inter- the reason that's so short is because around where the camera cuts, he goes, are you are you doing a bit? And, and like they, they had, had to drop, drop the guys with him, be like, yeah, I'm out. You know, I'm doing an allergy thing, which is funny. That is funny. Like, and it's good that they got somebody who picked up on it. I'm sure there was more, more people. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's. There, there are a few of these, that, a few of the interviews that are cut short, like the, the guy in D.C. who he gives the cheese to. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't I want to know what happened in that interview because he just gives him the cheese and that's all you see. Right. He, they never actually show the interview. They had to have been great. Have um, you seen any of the uh, like the the cut parts of this? I have not. Are they out there? Oh yeah, yeah, they're on YouTube. You can find them, all of them. Uh, my favorite one is he goes to a supermarket and is like being shown around the supermarket, and he goes to the cheese aisle and he goes, "And what is this?" And he goes, "That's cheese." And then he points to the next thing. He goes, and what is this? It's also cheese. And what is this? It's also cheese. And like that bit goes on for like five minutes to the point where it's not funny for anyone. It like does the whole cycle where like. It's funny, and then you get mad at it, and then it keeps going so long it's funny again. Those are the best jokes. They are, though. And it's best, like, getting one of those jokes, like, generally yeah. is fun as hell. I think Noah was present for the one time at the at the diner where I went on a tangent about pierogies. Oh, God. Oh, you claim this was a bit. It was a bit. <laughs> I don't believe you. It was a bit. I, do I swear well, I need to, to know now. Okay, so... I just started doing, I couldn't pronounce the word pierogi right. So I was okay. like, pierogi, pierogi. Like I just kept doing it. Pierogi. <laughs> like just mispronouncing pierogi. I, did, I think I did a bore. I like, pierogi. Yeah. Like I just could not pronounce pierogi. And I just kept going <laughs> for 10 minutes. Oh my gosh. To the point where I can't say the word pierogi in front of my wife without her being like, better say it right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so th- that went off. Forever. It was a bit. I knew how to say pierogi. We were all tired, but I was like, I'm going to keep going with this. And then there was like somebody behind me with like, hey, Arnold hair, like not hey, Arnold, but his friend, Harold. Oh, Harold. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. had his, his hair. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm anyway, gonna... back to my pierogi. <laughs> I miss going places. <laughs> yeah. 2020. Can you think of a time when you had a bit like that that just that happened genuinely where it just kept going and going and going to the point where it wasn't funny, but then it was funny. But then it like circled back to funny again. Yes. Yeah, I do. I can. Uh, I have um, I I do improv with uh, my old improv team from L.A. Uh, We do that every Thursday and they do this thing. Uh, They do like a general European voice. I think it's based on a, a character that one of my friends does. Um, and they did this really funny bit or a really funny scene about like me, not like me calling into a radio show. And I loved the voice that he was doing so much that like the next day I would just bring it up in conversation. And I just talked like that for the whole day to the point where they were like, oh, that was weird and startling. Okay. I get that you're doing that. Stop it. And then it just like, like made itself go into funny. And I thought (laughs) it was so funny. Like I loved it. Can you think of anything like that? Um, 
No. No. Okay. <laughs> totally fine. That's fine. Most I, people aren't jerks like Alan. Because <laughs> that takes a certain something. You have to like think this isn't funny anymore. I'm going to do it again. Uh, I really like doing the Borat type thing, though. Because oh, it's yeah. something else I did at Penn State. It was, instead yeah. of Instead of Borat, I did it as Batman. And just walked around and messed with people. Yeah. I did it three times. I did it at the student union. I did it at Thon with a bunch of like we actually got on the dance floor at Thon. That's and awesome. And that like looking back at that, it's still like one of the best things I did at Penn State. <laughs> and then I did it once at a football game, like yeah. just tail going around the tailgates. And that one never got produced because the files got corrupted. Oh no. But it like and it was also like weird because I had a beard at the time and I didn't shave. So that some guy came up to me in the Batman mask and said, Batman doesn't have this. <laughs> and just like stroked my beard. So weird. Yeah. So I was like, I'm never wearing the Batman mask with a beard again. Never again. So. Are you my boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> we boyfriend now. I'm new in country. I... <coughs> Martha. <laughs> I do like that kind of stuff, though. Like the like. The you being in on a joke and like just kind of doing a bit like that to somebody. I do think that's a lot of fun. Like I, I did that. That's how I met one of my friends, Steve. Uh, we were doing, I guess he called it a psychology experiment. I think he just wanted to watch me be a jerk. But I would go up to people at Walmart and ask them, can I borrow a stick of gum? And if they said yes, I would take the gum, unwrap the wrapper, hand them back the stick of gum and walk away with the wrapper. And I did that to like everyone in Walmart. It's, And, and it was so fun for me. But I feel like if that ever happens to me, I'm going to be mad. You know, I just realized something. I think this is why I enjoy the Impractical Jokers so much. It's this. It is this. It's this. I didn't realize that until now. It's four friends making each other do awkward things like Borat does. Yeah. Not as offensive. Cool. But, <laughs> um, we need to get together with Chad before you go to Europe. And we have to do Impractical I, Jokers. Yeah, because I have the board game. And That's we, awesome. I left it in Chad's car last time he was in town. But I ended up losing and I had to call a restaurant and say, hi, I still use a flip phone. Can I still eat at your restaurant? <laughs> and the way the, the woman on the phone was like, what? And I repeated it like deadpan. I was like, yeah, I still use a flip phone. Is it OK if I come to your restaurant and eat? Like, yeah, that's fine. Like, they just <laughs> laughed. Um, you know, all day she was looking for the flip phone guy now. I like, really wanted to go. And just like hold up like an old Nokia. Like, yeah. Oh, sorry. But we were playing it. With, like, it was a social, socially distanced event. So everyone had like their own tents. Yeah. And we were just messing with everyone. That's so fun. All right. Now, have you guys, have either of you ever had that done to you? Like the Borat type and practice, like someone's doing a bit. You're not in on the bit, but you're the butt of the bit. I, the closest I can think of was when I worked at Walmart, I was in charge of like the seasonal. So Halloween costumes fell yeah. under, under me and I got a phone call one day and it was too specific for it not to be targeted to me. <laughs> Someone called and asked if we carried the purple gorilla costumes from Batman and Robin <laughs> that Poison Ivy and Bane wear. Yeah. And I was like, somebody found me from college. Right. And I was like, no, we don't. Uh, you might want to check the, the Walmart and Gotham. <laughs> they may That's have. awesome. <laughs> How about you? Um, I mean, the closest thing I can think of is getting prank called by a bunch of 10 year olds at work every weekend. <laughs> yeah. Every weekend. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty steady. Hold pretty on. Steady. I want to dig into this now. Why? Um, I'm not sure. I like. 
they you work in a place where it's like oh yeah we should prank call this place and say like just do something stupid i mean it gets to the point i mean like i off the top of my head i can't think of any examples but it gets to the point where like you kind of play into it like you got like these little kids and like they're like giggling on the phone oh yeah uh, yeah like they, they're you know they, it's gonna happen yeah they like... think they think they're hilarious and you just kind of got to go along with it and then like and then you it, I mean, I've done it a couple of times and I feel kind of bad for it, but like, I kind of scare them. I'm like, if you call this number again, I'm going to contact the police. <laughs> oh no. And then they're, they're like, oh, and then they hang up. <laughs> and then so, they call you back an hour later yeah, as pretty, the police. Yeah, pretty much. Do, do they do like the standard Simpsons joke where it's like, I'm looking for, for uh, Mr. Butts, Seymour. No, they ask like really ridiculous questions about like really specific products. Like they ask me like, like about We'll say, for example, our donuts, because this has happened before. They call and they're like, they're like, hey, do you sell donuts? And then they're like, how do you make the donuts? And then they like ask really oddly specific questions about the products. And I'm oh, like, weird. yeah, it's, it's just it's really, really, really odd for like 10 year old kids to be calling and doing that. In like, the, yeah, like it's, it's just odd. I feel like that's something you and I would have done. Oh, yeah. School. Like got any jelly donuts? <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the jerkiest phone or the douchiest phone call I've ever made was I called, uh, what was it? Um, spam has a support line, like a, a helpline. <laughs> I got drunk and called the spam helpline and I went, what do you do? <laughs> and they're like, well, I help people with this. I'm like, who needs help with spam? You eat it. And then I like hung up. Like, it was like the, the like least climactic thing I've ever done. But it was like, I, I can't believe I did that. I so just maybe this episode is just how we're all bad people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So didn't you call a movie studio once to ask about? A, oh, my gosh. Tra- like a yeah. training montage. Oh, it was another it was another podcast that I was doing. I don't know if this made the final cut and I need to listen to it. And Frank, if you're listening, thank you for this. Uh, we ended up calling a couple of movie production studios to see if we could uh, cobble together a Rocky style training montage that was also sexy horror. <laughs> uh, we got mad. The lady, the receptionist that answered got very mad at us for asking. And then we found out the phone number of Jordan Peele's production company uh, and called and left a message for Jordan Peele to see if he would do it for us. Hasn't gotten back to us. What One a shame. Day. Jordan Peele. 2020 has been a weird year. 2020 has so. been a year, man. Yeah. Oh, man. That's what it'll take. That's what it'll take for the year to turn around. It's just Jordan Peele calling you back. Like, yeah. I, you know what? Yeah, I really hope he this. does. I would love that. Uh, oh, my I, gosh. I went to Burger King as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> this is the year. Yeah, that's that. That's the extent of my jokes. Um, so back on the movie, what did you guys did you like? So we talked about bits. It didn't work. What one worked for you? Like, Noah, what are you taking away from this movie? And that's going to be like you remember from Borat. And Alan, what was your favorite one from like back in the day? Mine, and I'll start because it's kind of a, a out of nowhere question. Mine is the the rodeo scene. Like, especially the lead up to it where he goes, do you know the national anthem? Or his producers, do you know the national anthem? And Borat goes, no, I'm a celebrity. I know how to do this. And he doesn't know how to do it. And he doesn't know how to do it in front of a lot That's of people. That's such a deep joke, though, too. Because yeah. I don't know if you know about in the I don't know if you know about this. In the 90s, Roseanne Barr uh, from Roseanne sang the national anthem and got a lot of flack yeah. for it because it's Roseanne. She can't sing. Um, 
I mean, she, she can't act either. No. <laughs> or well, she tries, or tweet. and then ABC's like, you know what? We're gonna go in a different direction. And just kill you off of your own show. <laughs> Roseanne uh, without the Roseanne. Right. It's, it's weird that they built in that insurance policy to that show. Did they? They when they brought back Roseanne, they had her addicted to pain pills. Oh, that's when so she was weird. on the show, and then she dies from the pills. Ew. So they like kind of like set that up. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, that's, it's weird. That's weird. Maybe they um, like knew. Maybe like she's gonna be weird on Twitter. We get it. Maybe, maybe. but it's just a weird thing. Like that show is still on. Yeah, I, I I like that show. Like I liked it with her on it. Like mm-hmm. even though her and I don't agree politically, like mm-hmm. it was interesting to watch. I you know I'm honestly just glad all the production workers and everybody behind the scenes still get work from that yeah. show and that they didn't get. And that, that was the big thing too because they they shut down for a while and it's like right. but you like all these people just lost their jobs from this and, yeah um i think what the what works for me the most is his just his style of comedy like yeah the, i'm gonna play innocent and just mess with people mm-hmm. i think that like i like like i was saying before i took that and played with it and made it my own when i could right and look for that in other entertainment, whether it's Bruno or Impractical Jokers. You'll seek that out. I'll seek that out. Yeah. I enjoy that kind of humor, whether it's dark or light or Mm -hmm. somewhere in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. So what worked for me the most was um, the idea of, I mean, it kind of, it kind of fits the narrative of today's issues as well. Um, Like it kind of exploits like how racist America, like truly rooted is rooted. Like how that I phrased that wrong, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think the bit that really, really kind of sold it the most, but it was very, very, very subtle. And I'm not sure if you guys picked up on this. Mm. Um, the bit where they're at their dinner and um, he has his friend come. So uh-huh. the the point, the point, there's a couple subtle things. Um, I mean, they're in Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama, mm-hmm. for one. And um, if you look at the people sitting at the table, it's going to be very obvious um, that they might have an issue with his friend. Um, and the other point is that they, they, it's very, very subtle, but they show a sign of the road that the, the yep. house is on and it is secession drive. Yep. Oh, wow. It was I in an that. old plantation too. I yes. like looked into that scene. Ooh. Like it was an old plantation. And no wonder they sued. Yeah. And oh yeah. No wonder they were so quick to turn them both away. Yep. See, that made sense. That makes more sense to me because I was watching it like I, and I was doing other stuff at the time like for social media for the show mm-hmm. uh, i was like wait what did i miss like why did they turn so quickly i didn't even think of that because yep. like i don't know why i just didn't think. and i think that's why it's so that, that bit is so funny to me is because it's just literally so pathetic yeah yeah and it just it it's not a good look for them at no. all well and here's what i like about in general this movie like we've done other comedies on this podcast right with the other comedies i feel like like stripes for example i love stripes I can't talk about stripes to people who like stripes for too long because basically the conversation turns into what did you like about it? Did you like that character? Yeah, it was fun, right? And it just it's a bunch of people agreeing. I feel like Borat is one of those comedies that like it's it's more than just like, hey, was it funny that time you wore the thong? It was fun. like it asks bigger questions and asks more of the audience than just like, look at a guy doing a silly voice and a mustache. And I, I like that pulling the curtain open a, lo- a little bit. Can't wait to talk about the next movie we're doing after this recording tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Yeah, that, that'll be out next week. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Whole other conversation. <laughs> Whole other conversation. Whole different one. Um, but also, we can talk a lot about the same topics that we're talking about here with right. that. For anyone wondering, 
tonight we're after we're done with this recording, we're gonna talk about the the Adam Sandler smash hit. Yeah. Booby Halloween. Yeah, that's, so, that's what we're talking about after this. Yeah, so that'll be out next week, but I think you can hit the same questions for every comedy mm-hmm. and get completely different answers, and that's okay. Right. And that's what I love about comedy so much. Like there are so many different levels to it, whether it's an Adam Taylor movie, uh, Sasha Vera Cohen, Chris Farley. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else who's funny. <laughs> that's it. You yeah. get them all. You're good. Um, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's I, I like that this can foster a deeper discussion than I yeah. think like than I think Stripes could have, for example, like again. And that, for that reason, like this is one of my favorite movies. Like this is a classic. Like, and I guess it's a weird look being like Borat's my favorite because it makes me sound childish or like on, at its surface might make me seem childish. But like, I would watch this movie almost any day. See, but I think the reason you we enjoy it so much. I mean, I, I did enjoy the movie. Don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed it. But I think the reason we enjoyed it so much is the fact that it's it's not like a like a cut and dry comedy. Mm-hmm. It's up for interpretation throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And that sense of humor is just like you have to interpret it the way you want to interpret it to, for it to be funny. Yeah. All right. Here's another good question that I just thought of. How far into a relationship, be it romantic, be it friendship, be it whatever, how long into that do you admit to that person that you like Borat? Because for me, that's not that's not on my sleeve. It, I, I it's hold that funny one. that you bring that up. Yeah, because before the podcast tonight, I was doing my Borat voice to, in front of my wife. <laughs> yeah. And she was getting annoyed. Oh, no. And I turned to her and I said, you knew I had Borat videos on my YouTube when we got married. And she looks at me dead in the face and said, no, I did not. <laughs> that should have come up until after the fact. So how far into it are you? Five, six years? Six years. Six years? All right. So yeah. six years is Alan's mark. But to be fair, I haven't seen this movie in 13 years. Oh, wow. I haven't seen it since I picked it up at Blockbuster. Oh, Wow. It's you really did like one watch. Yeah. It, but I've seen like clips of it online. Mm-hmm. I rewatched the trailer a few times. And it's one of those things where it's just like everywhere. Like you know the Borat jokes like mm-hmm. my wife. Like, right. So yeah, about six years. <laughs> <laughs> about six. Noah, how long would you wait? Um, well, I mean, if I would date somebody or mm-hmm. be intimate with somebody in like my age group, I if I mentioned Borat, I don't believe they would know who I'm talking about. Oh, wow. So I don't think I would have to worry about that as much as uh, your generation would have to. I really want to I really want to know what, how this movie goes down for your generation. I really do. Yeah. For, for the net, for the sequel, because I feel like a lot of people are going to watch this one now. Mm-hmm. I mean, because of the sequel. I mean, it's a really, really big thing on TikTok. And I mean, like, that's oh, like, is it? it's because he's been putting a lot, a lot out on TikTok and, and uh, the trailers have been on TikTok, like the ads and all that. So like. It's going to be a big thing, and I, uh, I'm i excited to see I'm excited to see it. So do you get a sense then? I don't know how – gosh, here comes the <laughs> whole thing. I don't know how TikTok works, Noah. All okay, right. that's fine. Do you see the comments on his videos on TikTok? Like is it is it going down well with the modern generation? It, or? it definitely is. Oh, is it? It definitely is. Okay. I mean um, Generation Z is like – they're very, very like serious about some things, but like comedy is yeah. something that – my generation thrives on. Yeah. And it's, we're a very, very dark humored, like <laughs> generation, if that makes sense. Like, sure. Sure. So I feel like Borat's going to go down. And it's going to go pretty well. It's going to go very well. 
And it's interesting that there is that weird generational divide in that like this was such like a, a touchstone. All right. So this is what I'm curious about. Was there that kind of movie for you? Like and your friend. So like, did you come to school and everyone was, I don't know, Fred, I guess. The like high pitched oh, Yeah, did like oh, Yeah, it was like oh. everyone doing like Fred impressions at your school. Hi, like, I'm Fred. Uh, I'm Fred. I mean, like not not Fred. I mean, like it was <laughs> a big not Fred. It was a it was a big thing when we were like in elementary school when we were little kids, but like yeah. I mean, I think like a big a big movie that I can remember being a milestone mm-hmm. as a as a younger kid was uh definitely ted i mean i know it rhymes with fred oh, but ted, yeah. ted was a big thing because it was like kind of like the first dark like the dark humored movie that my my age group was kind of being introduced to mm. so you and i saw ted together yeah we did and i think noah saw it before us Ooh. that's so weird because i think my mom took I, him to yes, see ted in yes. theaters i was like Wait, mom took you to I see what? Mom, mom I convinced my mother to take me to go see Ted in theaters, and she we left the theater, and she was like, "I'm never listening to you again." <laughs> <laughs> Good for her for not like pulling you out of the movie halfway through, though, because I mean, I think she thought it was funny, but yeah. I think she was upset with the fact that I convinced her to go see an R-rated movie about a teddy bear that was not appropriate for my age range at all. Uh, I wish I was there for the sell of that. She's like, "Mom, can we see this movie about a teddy bear?" I mean. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't hard to sell it to her. I no, mean, I mean, I I think I'm my mom's favorite to be Aww. to be. Uh, Alan, fight him now. Is, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but so it was it was a good it was a good time. I mean, it's a good memory. Yeah. definitely as a kid. <sighs> that's funny. Okay, that makes sense though because I remember Ted being huge. I mean, they still have a Ted statue on the tour in Universal. Like, cause like he doesn't seem very relevant to me anymore. But I guess he was huge. Yeah. I still have not seen all of Ted Two. I don't think I've seen any of it. I have you. You haven't seen the Liam Neeson uh, tricks bit. No. Liam Neeson goes in and buys a box of tricks at the grocery store <laughs> and no. talks to Ted. He's like, "I understand this cereal is is made for kids. If I buy this, nothing will happen to me." <laughs> what? Correct. And Ted's like, "I uh, no, you're fine. Go, like." Just go. <laughs> and the movie ends like the post credit scene is Liam Neeson limping back into the grocery store, <laughs> beat up. <laughs> and just throws the ch- the twit the the tricks, tricks down yeah. on the table and just walks out, like limps out. What the heck? <laughs> I actually really love that. Liam Neeson needs to do a lot more comedy. Liam Neeson <laughs> does need to do a lot more comedy. So I found out a fact when I was researching this movie, and this isn't even a discussion point, but I feel like I need to tell you guys. Uh, there are two uncredited writers on this movie, uh, Seth Rogen and Patton Oswalt. Okay. And that's why I like the movie so much. Like, that totally makes sense. I saw the uh, South Park guys got a special thanks as well. I don't know what they did on it, though. I think they were just consult, like, just talking about it. Just like, like ideas. Like, yeah. Because I feel like a lot of this is just, like, spitballing. Like, what if we did this? Like, what would it, like... If you had a character like Borat, like what situation would you put him in that would be good to film without right. the other people knowing what's going on? Well, I heard that some of what they did, too, is it was yes, it was improvised, but also they had a list of like possible things to do in the situation. So, like, yeah. and this is I heard what Patton and what Seth Rogen worked on is it was like, OK, so you're at the dinner party at, you know, at the plantation here are things you could do or say based on like what they're doing and saying. Wow. 
And like I, I heard they like for some scenarios ended up making like 60 different like rough scripts for that, Oof. which I mean, is a lot of work, but also like it, I think it paid off like. Seth Rogen definitely came up with the shitting in the back. Right? Oh, absolutely. He did. You know, he did. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrifying. That's my Seth Rogen laugh. It was good. <laughs> I don't know how he laughs. Yeah. Also, admittedly, I don't think I like the bear bit. I don't think that you can do enough with a bear. Like, so like the kids, obviously he's scared of the bear. That was staged. He didn't really scare kids because that's like endangering children. And like, they won't do that. Yeah. So there are two bears. There are two bears? There are two bears. Chester and Charlie. Oh. And they have been in other movies. <laughs> like what? A, a bear named Winnie with Michael Fassbender. <laughs> with Michael Fassbender? From 2004. Is it good? Yeah, this movie has this movie has Michael Fassbender and Stephen Fry. Weird. Aaron Ashmore. Yeah, it, I guess it's about like the the, the real Winnie the Pooh. Uh, how did they get these people? I, it was two thousand and four. It was two thousand and four. It was a whole other and time. He was the Bears were also in the movie The Unseen, with no one I recognize. Oh, I don't even know if I know that movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, they just have more credits than I expected them to have on IMDb. They, they have more so. credits than they should, yeah. So how are you guys going to feel that Borat is going to turn political? Because I think it is. <coughs> I mean, I think you could make the argument that it was already political. But you think not so? advertly. Like... 2004 politics are a little bit different than 2020 politics. Yeah. So I feel like for that time, it like it was subtle. Like it was there. I mm -hmm. think some of it got cut, like that interview in D.C. with the with right the, uh, the, with the cheese. Um, I feel, feel like they cut most of it out. But mm -hmm. like we were talking about the dinner party, like I think there's going to be a lot more of that stuff. Yeah. Right? It's kind of hard to avoid all that, especially since it's taking place during the pandemic and the lockdowns. Right. Like it's going to play into it. And you it have to talk about it. I mean, you have to think about it this way as well. Um, Like the, the geared audience for this movie is not going to be the people at the rodeo. I mean, they're not going to watch this movie and think it's funny. They're going to think it's, it's stupid. They're, they're, they're going to just, they're going to, yeah, they're going to think it's offensive because yeah. it exploits them for what they are. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to if he's going to lean more into that then, like if he's going to really be like, OK, people at the rodeo, you are not my people like you're not who this movie's for. I don't know. Like or if he's going to try to make it more general, because some of the bits I did see in it are like funny. Like I think like at one point, like he accidentally like has his daughter swallow like a Mardi Gras baby and then is like asked the doctor, like, have you ever put a baby in your daughter? Like that's. Yeah, it's, it's family humor. Everyone can enjoy that joke. This reminds me. Yeah. Uh, I sent this TikTok to Alan. Um, mm -hmm. Do you remember that TikTok I sent you of Borat? And he was <laughs> he was he was holding like Trump merch. And he was he was he was saying like he was like just like he was talking about libtards. He was like, oh, no. I, I believe that's what his phrasing was. Yeah. But he, like it was it was actually pretty fun. I'll show you show you after. Yeah. After. But it's really interesting because I like I just remember that. So I'm not sure I'm not like it kind of opens up like the idea like it could be 
he could be very neutral and I yeah I feel like he's gonna I th- feel like the Borat character is gonna try to lean right mm-hmm. but the message will lean left see it's gonna be like the Colbert report yes a bit we're like that's the perfect way to yeah. put it yeah I missed the Colbert report I missed the Colbert report too I'm sure he's doing great as a was it Tonight Show or the Late, well, show? late show I'm sure he's doing great as the Late Show I miss Colbert the character a lot yeah he shows up every once in a while does he uh but not as Colbert like they have to change the name legally it's Colbert. Yeah, they, I hit, think so. they hit the T real yeah. hard at the end. Um, so is Borat doing original stuff on TikTok? Yes, he is. Like not stuff. They're not just like we'll show you some clips. of it afterwards. Um, <sighs> I'm gonna get TikTok, guys. Oh no! <laughs> I feel like you could do some good TikToks. I, I would. Like, have, I would probably have fun with it. Yeah. <sighs> get you some cranberry juice and a skateboard. You'll be you'll be sailing away into. I'm surprised Borat hasn't done that yet. Oh no, guys! But like, I don't but like, know this. But like on a camel or something. <laughs> on a camel, I, I don't will know show you that one. Okay, good. Um, because it, it's a thing that everyone on TikTok's doing. Oh, is it? To um, Fleetwood Mac's dreams. Oh, I like that. And song. what killed it was uh, like Mac Fleetwood actually did it. What? And then Stevie Nicks got in on it. Oh, that's so yeah, weird. It is weird. Oh, there's like a whole world going on in TikTok that I guess I got to be a part of now. Thanks, guys. um, Welcome to the addiction that is TikTok. Because once you start, you don't stop. I still have not posted a TikTok. Noah's got some good ones. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, shoot. I've touched fame. I mean, I have a couple thousand likes on a couple of videos. Look at you go. But I mean, yeah. Well, (laughs) since we're about to wrap this up, Noah, what is your TikTok for people to follow you? Um, It is my name, uh, Noah Cram. uh, N-O-A-H-C-R-A-M-M-M. Oh, but yeah, C R A M M. Follow me if you would like to. It's kind of embarrassing, so please don't. Oh man, I'm gonna get TikTok just to follow you. But yeah, I feel like you should do a TikTok right now. We should do. We should do. We should do a TikTok. We should do a TikTok. Talking about. I wish I had a skateboard because we could totally get the cranberry juice thing going. Do you have cranberry juice? I have grape juice. That's close enough, I guess. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the same bottle. It's night. No one can see. That's true. Um, all right. I think that about does it for this bonus episode. Yeah. Uh, we took a break from the Halloween stuff. I'm sure that we're going to get a lot of Halloween costumes next week of Borat. So I guess it still kind of works. Can't wait. My costume is not Borat. I still have the stuff for the costume at my parents' house. I'm actually um, sad you didn't like come dressed tonight as uh, Borat. That would have been fun. Yeah. I mean, I do voice... It's nice. <laughs> Not. <Aww. laughs> um, so, yeah, go ahead and rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening to us. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, Alexa, Audible, Amazon Music, and Pandora? pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Is it Pandora? I don't think we're on Pandora yet. I still Dang haven't gotten the email. You um, haven't made it till you're on Pandora. Yeah, it's, that's the platform, yeah. guys. Um, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at You Have to Watch This Podcast. Email any comments to You Have to Watch This, you have to watch this Podcast at gmail.com. And tune in next week where we have not one, not two, but three episodes coming your way for, for Halloween. So for You Have to Watch This Podcast... I want to thank our guest, Noah, for being here. Thank you for having me. You got your first podcast on your belt. How do you feel? Um, I feel like a man. I am, Good. I am a man. <laughs> you're you're probably like the last person in Gen Z that didn't wasn't on a podcast at least once. So That's also true. It's the lower back tattoo of our generation. It is. It is, though. 
And I, I think for us, it's like have, like starting a podcast. Oh, right. Absolutely. So, so I think I think for you guys, I'm going to have to create a TikTok for your podcast. Oh. It's a great way to promote. Social yeah. media I think manager. we should. I yeah. think we should. It's probably we knew somebody who could edit videos. Man. Hmm. So, who could it be? I don't know. I don't edit vertical. <laughs> I just don't do vertical. It sounds gross, honestly. It, oh, it is. It's it's rough. Yeah. It just makes me feel great. <laughs> uh, anyway, for You Have to Watch This Podcast, I'm Alan. And I'm Devin. And I'm Noah. And we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye.